Hi, this is Linda Burton with Kathy Flowers. Hello, people. We're here today with Generation to Generation, and we're going to talk about sex and how it is a beautiful thing when it's when you're married and, and how it can strengthen your relationship or it actually can tear it apart if, if well, we're going to go into it. So, Kathy, <laughs> what advice would you give about sex? I'm leaving it broad, starting it wide, and then we can narrow it down. So, okay. as an experience, what would you tell somebody first getting married about sex or preparing herself when she get married to have sex? What would you share? Okay. Um, I would say that it is a gift from God, a beautiful gift. And it is to be enjoyed, just like God gave us the gift of food. I mean, I, and I say this quite often, God could have made it so that we would get nutrition from cardboard, but because God is a, is a creator and a designer, he gave us food with taste, texture, smell, color, and we get to enjoy that. And it, it um, replenishes our body it gives us strength and it helps us to, it's one of those things that we really enjoy that is a gift from God and we forget that it is a gift. I would say that someone that's um, newly married or is just, you know, getting married or thinking about getting married, it is, it can be frightening because you don't know what to expect unless you have thought about it, read about it, and maybe someone has explained it to you. Otherwise, you're wanting to know what is this? You know, it's new, it's fresh, but... Um, well, we really don't talk about it. Like, no, you don't, you don't sit here and say, okay, let's, let's sit down and talk about sex. This is um, you're going to get married and there's some things that can help your marriage and there's some things that can tear your marriage apart. When I say that, what do you think of? Like when I say, let's do the worst first, because that's always, that's a little bit easier. What can tear it apart? Because I know with me, tearing apart is I'm using it as a weapon of if you don't do this, then I'm not going to give you some. Or if you do this, then I'm going to give you some. I mean, just let's be real. You know what I mean? Women do do that. And that's, oh, I know. I know. And that's not right. No, so it's not. That can actually tear your part, your marriage. It, it can damage it and damage the 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 real meaning and, and the, the true feeling and the emotions and the love that comes with it when you do that. Right, right. You know, comedians. I've heard comedians use it like, you know, if you do this, I'll give, I'll give you some, you know, um, and like a man has to earn it, but your body, once you marry your body belongs to your husband and your husband's body belongs to you and you have, uh, committed to one another so that you can satisfy those needs that we have as human beings. God created us with um, sexual parts, you know? Mm -hmm. And so those parts <laughs> help to make the, the, the experience something that I don't think you can get from anything else. Now, people can get high from drugs, but 
sex actually releases endorphins that makes your body feel good. And so that's why people enjoy it. And if you know how to enjoy it, it's one of the greatest things you can have in your relationship. And you mentioned um, earlier that people use it as a weapon. Well, I have, um, I have a couple of books that I wanted to mention. There is, and, and this is really old because it was actually put in the format of um, cassettes. But I went to a conference some years ago and there were there was a, a, a couple that had a marriage ministry and they put out this, you know, this, it was a format of, like I said, cassettes. And it said, sex is war. And what they meant by that is that sex is a weapon against fornication, against um, somebody come, uh, going outside of the marriage to, to have sex with someone else because that's immoral. And so what they did was they used the format of you can use sex as a way of protecting your marriage. You know, rather than using a gun or a knife or anything like that, you can actually use sex to satisfy your mate so that they're not looking for anyone else or looking for anything else. Because God gave us these parts so that we can satisfy one another. And, and when we fail to understand the significance of sex in a relationship, then what we do is we deny our mate the pleasure of something that God gave us. And that is to be frowned upon because there's passages of scripture where it tells us not to defraud ourselves except for prayer and fasting. Yeah. Or if a woman is on her monthly, or if a woman is so pregnant that, you know, <laughs> she can't, you know, it's, it's painful and it's awkward. So, um, you know, and, and when a, and when a man really loves his wife, he'll understand those times when either her body isn't ready or, uh, emotionally, she might be weird in her head. You know, menopause does that. Um, before you start your uh, ministration, it can be like that too. So if men, I, I think a, a shortfall is that we in churches, we have marriage ministries, but a lot of times they don't talk about the sexual aspect of it. You know, they leave that part out, you know, be faithful to one another, make sure you go on dates and things of that nature. And all that's good, but we really need to get down to the nitty gritty and the nuts and bolts of what marriage is and how important it is. Because what it does is it bonds you together. It binds you together almost like a glue so that you look forward to having that relationship with your mate. And when you look forward to it, it's it's a treat. It's a pleasure. And it's something to be enjoyed. Yeah. Now, there's some things you said um, of the next section. Things that might hinder you from wanting to have sex. That could be um, your body um, physically can't get ready. And that might be an issue. Another issue might be... Um, 
what else what else are they help me here um, well i know there's um such a thing as vaginal dryness mm-hmm. you know and sometimes you might have to use a cream for that mm-hmm. um and if a husband is patient unless there's a medical problem a woman can get ready so that she doesn't have the dryness, the vaginal dryness, because that can be um, painful, you know? And and if a man, if, if you're married to someone that's just doesn't have the patience and it's like, okay, come on already. And why aren't you ready? And why can't, you know, having those questions is not the time before you have sex. You want to you know, uh, court one another and play with one another and wink at one another and pat one another and squeeze one another before the actual, you know, you, you want to, you want to tease one another all day until that happens. You know, like, I can't wait to have you, you know, I can't wait to, you know, do it because I love you so much. And I know how good it's going to be because we respect and honor one another and we know that the gift of sex is a gift from god mm-hmm. now one of the other things that can happen is that it hurts and there's times that you probably need to go to the doctor and see what's going on before, right you know so there's other things that sometimes it's you need to talk to somebody about it right Right. You know, first, hopefully you can talk to your partner about it. Right. But then still go to um, the doctor or, or, you know, your gynecologist or whatever it may be to get wisdom on how to handle those things. Right. And, you know, that can be, you know, as promiscuous as this society is and as open they are about sex and we're, we're not talking marital sex, but we're just talking sex because people are just doing that all over the place. That can be a little embarrassing and a little intimidating because especially if you have a male doctor. Now I happen to have a male doctor, but when I was younger, um, I used to have a female doctor and I was very comfortable with her. And I'm still very comfortable with my male doctor because I'm at the age now where it is what it is, you know, and I don't have any qualms about talking to him about anything, but it's, you know, cause like sometimes women can have vaginal dryness, um, and you can have, um, oh gosh, uh, there's, there's some kind of, gosh, I'm sorry. I, it just left me where you are having, um, Oh gosh, there's something that goes on and you're itching inside the vagina, you know? And that is, uh, that's, that's uncomfortable. And it's not so much painful as it is almost like an irritant, Hmm. you know, because I don't know how deep you want to go with this, but the lips of the vagina are a little swollen and uh-huh. red because they're irritated. And so, you know, you have to go to um, your pharmacist and, you know, kind of explain what that is. And, oh yeah, uh, we've got creams over here on this aisle, you know? So it's it's out there, but sometimes women are a little too embarrassed to talk about it. And 
I don't think we should deprive our husbands of what is a gift for them as well as a gift for us because of our embarrassment. Um, don't be embarrassed. Say, hey, this is what's going on and I, I need some help or I, you know, can you uh, suggest something that I can do? I think that's the next part I wanted to talk about is okay. being embarrassed. Uh, we compare ourselves to other women that we we take away our own sexiness sometimes because we cover up or you know we're not no there is no perfect body no we, we already know models and stuff get you know they fix it they edit their pictures and different things right. like that and they get injections and yeah, they get so, surgery you right. know <laughs> so, so your husband knows your body knows it right. and he still wants to have sex with you right you're already sexy to him. Right. Just just feel it inside yourself. Because sometimes we stop ourselves by saying, ooh, I'm fat here and I'm here. And they might not even think about that. But no. the more you say it and the more you bring it up and whatever, then he's going to start saying it. And then you're getting a little insecure because now he's bringing it up. Like, yeah, you probably should lose, you know, five or 10 pounds. You know, and you're like, why are you saying that? Well, he just repeated what you've been saying for right. three months. Right. You know? And then you get insecure and then now you, you're embarrassed or want to cover up or do it in the dark or whatever it may be instead of enjoying of uh, look at me you know right 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 <laughs> you know, wearing that nice underwear or wearing that nice bra or set or just whatever lingerie it may be but or you nothing. take that away yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> taking the towel off after you get out of the shower you know <laughs> but we are we we do that to ourselves and they might not even be thinking or going there they know who they marry they know what you right. look like and if they still want you then take it in and enjoy it instead right of, right well i know you saw this person you know this supermodel or this thing leave that leave that there don't yeah don't, he, he doesn't need any assistance to put other people in his head right so, right right because you know? at the end of the day parts are parts yes you know <laughs> and my part will do the same thing that that part does you know so we uh, and, and you know the industry is guilty of this um the they, they make so much money trying to make women feel like they're not as good as someone that's had the lifts and the tucks and the injections and you know the plastic surgery and all of that and so we're always comparing ourselves you know those magazines those uh you know fashion magazines and the models that you know starve themselves so that they can look a certain way and so there there's a whole industry out there that makes women feel like if you don't look a certain way then you're not attractive and that that's that's not true that's a lie and we've bought into that so what we find ourselves doing is is trying to be someone that we're not you know i know what my measurements are i'm not trying to get bigger on anything i'm not i don't Mr. James likes what it is, you know? And so I'm not trying to change anything. And if he's satisfied, then I need to be satisfied. It's because, about loving yourself. Right, 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 right. But we play that comparison game and that's what the media does to us. And 
shame on us if we believe what they say because they're in it to make money. They're not in the bedroom at night when you're burning candles and all of that. They're they're just there to make a dollar. And so I because I used to work retail, I've seen the the the, the industry and the conspiracies that they use, they, they get into your head, they use psychologists to get into your head. What would make a woman wanna look at this? What would make a man wanna look at that? Mm -hmm. And so you find yourself comparing yourself and we have no right to do that. If that husband fell in, you, in love with, I was 99 pounds when I got married. There was nothing there. I was, hey, you know? <laughs> but he, he fell in love with me and he married me. So I've blossomed a little bit and um, I have filled out a little bit and he's still in love with me. I have filled out in some places where, where I wish I wasn't filled out, but he still loves me. And that's, that's the beauty of marriage. You grow together, you, um, you, you blossom together. You, 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 I don't know, it, it's, it's like having this adventure with your best friend as you go through life you're just enjoying the ride and so that's that's where i am with my own particular marriage i i love my husband dearly and um whatever he wants and all he wants is me hey you know there i am so i believe we need to stop buying into what the industry says we'll look more beautiful if we, you know, women are dyeing their hair. You know, that's not the, you know, that's not their hair color. You know, they're doing things to their bodies, their faces. And it's like, that's not really you. Cause when you have to take, cause you can't, you can't have sex with all that stuff. You know, you got to take the weave and the wig and <laughs> the ashes off. And then he's looking at you like, who are you? You know, cause you look like somebody totally different. So be you, be the you that God created you to be. Okay, so now the next part, the, 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 the best part of sex and marriage, what benefits, what is the, like, oh, it's worth it. I know with me, it brings out closeness, that oneness. It's, it's like, you, you kind of forget about everything else and it's just us. Right. Me and my husband. Right. You know, and it's 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 neat because it, it reminds you you're on the same team. It reminds you that it, it, you rebuild that connection. You um, feel closer. It's, right. To me, there's so many different things or emotion that goes with that. Right. Right. It's actually spiritual. When you really peel back the layers, sex is spiritual because what it does is it bonds us to another person. It, 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 it causes us to love them in a way that we will never love anyone else if we stay true in our relationship and in our marriage. It's like the love a mother has for her child. It, it compares to nothing else. And it's the same with loving God. When God created us, he created us for a relationship. And so when we look at marriage, we have to look at it the way God sees us. God is married to us, if you will. 
and we should be married to him. We should have that bond where we're not afraid of God. We're not embarrassed by God, that we can be ourselves because God knows who we are. So the same applies to being married to someone that knows you and loves you just for who you are. God knows I'm not perfect. He's not looking for perfection. I can't give him perfection because I'm a human being and I live in this fallen world. So sometimes I trip up, I might say something or do something, but God's not gonna throw me away, you know? And um, sometimes as you age, you can't do what you used to do. So you can't throw somebody away just because things aren't what they used to be. And it's the same with God. God. God knows our frailties. He knows that we're mere human beings and he loves us for who we are. And if we receive his love, then we'll receive the love of our partner, our husband or our wife, because we'll understand that this is something that was given to us by God to enjoy for as long as we can. Because it's, a, like I said, it's a gift and it keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I like it because it's like like I said we we don't talk about it as much mm -hmm. as we should. You know, um it is so blanket over, but I I like that we're actually talking about and discussing it and covering different things of it. Mm -hmm. Um is there anything else we need to cover or talk about that you think or did we do pretty good? Is, is, how well, do you feel? there's some, um, I, I, I made some notes and I said, God wants us to reserve sex for marriage because sex is a holy mystery because it bonds us together. Now, when people have sex before marriage um, and, and God does forgive because that is a sin against your own body when you have sex outside of marriage. God does forgive, but it was reserved for a husband and a wife. You know, in Genesis, God, uh, you know, told um, Adam that this is now flesh of your flesh. And so Adam understood the mystery. I mean, I'm sure God didn't tell him, okay, Adam, this is what you have to do. I'm sure they came together. They were both naked. And even after they were naked, they didn't have television. They didn't have magazines. They didn't have the internet, but obviously they knew what to do because they had two sons. So it's natural. And God wants us to see it as that and to preserve it for our future mate, you know, to, to say, Hey, I've saved myself just for you because I see myself as a gift to you. And if, and I would say, just like if you give someone, um, perfume or candy or anything, you wouldn't let somebody else try it. You wouldn't open up a box of chocolates and say, Hey, you know, get a few pieces if you want. Um, I'm going to give this to somebody later, but if you want some, Hey, you know, go on and, and a person would open up the box of chocolate and say, Hey, where's the rest of my chocolate? Well, I shared it with somebody. You did what? Why would you do that? I thought this was a gift for me. 
Same thing with, um, you know, if, if someone took you to dinner, but you only received a part of your dinner because you invited somebody earlier before, before the dinner that you had with this person you were going to have dinner with and say, oh, um, you can only eat half because I'm saving the other half for this other person. No, no, uh-uh, no. Because what what we do, Linda, I and I and I think I've said this on the program before, is we have made sex to be like a recreational activity. Yeah. That's not what it is. We've taken the mystery and the beauty out of what God created. And we're just using it for a release. And my husband has said it, and he said it in church one time. I almost fell out of my chair and walked out of the room. But he said, a man can release himself. He doesn't need you to give him a release. So when me, I just got to have you. No, go to the bathroom and have yourself, you know? So, <laughs> so you know, there, there's, there's all these ways that God said, don't do this because this is made for that. And when we forget that, we go outside of the realm of what he's given this gift for. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, it's okay. I, I want to say this. It's important to satisfy your partner's needs. And I want to go to Proverbs, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Proverbs, the fifth chapter. And Proverbs is a good book because it talks about sex a lot. Um, and the, 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 before I even talk about it, this particular passage is talking about avoiding the immoral woman. And in verse 16, it says, um, yeah, I'll, I'll start at verse 15. It says, drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Why spill the water of your spring in public? In other words, you know, your ejaculation. Um, having sex with just anyone. You should reserve it for yourselves. Don't share it with strangers. And then verse 18 says, Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving doe, a graceful deer. Let her breast satisfy you always may you always be captivated by her love and then it says why be captain why be captivated my son with an immoral woman or embrace the breasts of an adulterous woman in other words if she's if she's given herself to everybody why do you want her mm. you know that's like um someone giving you a gift and they they've used it and they say oh i don't want this anymore i'm gonna give it to you and they actually wrap it up and they say here it's yours no if you said it's for me why did why did you use it why did you let someone else use it so anyway okay any more questions <laughs> no but i like how you said that because i think we get mixed up with things it's it's it, it seems like how the world a guy wants a woman that's not experienced, but he wants her to be experienced. <laughs> you know right, right. It's like you can't have both. And do you really know what you're asking for? You know, right. and like that verse of you'd rather have an inexperienced 
woman right. and teach her and learn together and do that together than experience male or female, you know, partner that exactly. knows. Because, and, and we have to be careful for the ones that have been with other people not to compare. Right, right, because there is no comparison. Like I said, parts are parts, you know? Um, they could be big parts, they could be little parts, but they're still parts. Um, and, you know, in your book, um, Dancing in Harmony, mm -hmm. you know, marriage is like that. It's like a dance and it's like holding that person and then following the other person's lead. Well, God has created the man to be the lead. I know women's lib will just, you know, they would take me out and shoot me and leave me out in the field to die if they heard me say this. But God created men to be the leader. And so when a man gets to lead a woman, that gives him a feeling of not superiority, but I get to teach and show an experience with my wife something that she may not know and that makes him feel good and that makes you feel good because you might be ex inexperienced and not know very much but he's you're learning together because it's like that dance that you talk about in your book yeah. and when we when we dance together if we accidentally step on one another's toe, we're not going to stand there and blast the other person. I can't believe you stepped on my toe. What were you thinking? Why weren't you watching? Why aren't you paying attention? Blah, blah, blah. No, we're not going to do that. We say, I'm sorry. And then we pull back. Okay, take the lead and I'll follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I can't think of anything. I just want to make sure we actually don't make it a taboo and not talk about it. And there are so many issues or so many different things or different ways we can talk about it. And I know um, there is some out there, but I want to make sure that we at least touch it um, on generation to generation because we don't have, some, some people do have parents, and they just can't have that relationship right of going that far and having that conversations other ones don't have that that relationships you know <laughs> of wait till you get married just the general thing because they don't have role models to show them or they just don't have that conversation that they right. can, that they can talk like that right so I, I really felt like this this podcast if this is what we're going to do of talking about generations passing down different things, then this is a subject that we need to pass down to other right. women. And the Bible talks about that. Older teach the younger. Right. You know, that we have to discuss this. This is you can't discuss everything. This is in the Bible. And some people right. don't even know that. Like the verse you read, some people don't even know that's in the Bible. Right. You know? Right. So it needs to be discussed and talked about. So I think this is really important. So it's not about going so deep of positions and all that stuff, no. but just in enough to say, look, these are some signs that you can tear your marriage apart with. And these are some things that you can bring yourself closer with. Be aware right. of both of those things. And right. there's some things that you can you you can feel good about yourself, or if you look at it the wrong way, if you can actually destroy your own your own um, spirit of, of right. thinking a certain way. 
Right, so right. of just taking back of, in control of, of your mind. Right. It's unfortunate, but the media, I've watched over the years, I'm old enough to have seen over the years how the media has changed and how there's more that's put out there than really needs to be because kids know more now than they ever knew. I remember when I told my mother, well, my mother could tell that I was interested in my husband as a boyfriend and she was trying to tell me about sex, but she wasn't quite sure how to do it. And I remember, I mean, to this day, that was fit over 50 years ago. I remember her telling me, you're gonna feel warm. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, like warm like the sun, you know? <laughs> I just, you know, she couldn't put it into words. Mm -hmm. um, and she didn't know how to say it. So I didn't know what to expect, you know, and what that was gonna feel like. And so, I had to, I, I actually did reading before I got married and before I um, had a boyfriend. I used to just read, I used to read books about what it means to be a, a, a lady, how to carry yourself as a female, um, what, what young ladies do, what they don't do, um, what to look for in a husband. I used to, you know, I'm kind of a, a nerd in my family, but I remember reading some things that just helped me because when I did get married or when I did have a boyfriend, I wanted to be the best person I could be. And so God has blessed me in that way because I'm married to a wonderful, wonderful man. And I feel so blessed to have been sharing these last 50 years with him and it's because i think it's because we did it god's way you know i really really do i really feel that god has um smiled on our relationship mm -hmm. and even now at this stage of our life we're teaching um, relationship education, which is such a joy to do because we have all this experience behind us. And to hear some of the stories that people share with you, they're, you know, they wish they hadn't done yeah. the stuff before, you know, and doing it with every Tom, Dick and Harry that came along. They wish they hadn't done that. They wish they hadn't put themselves out there, but they did, you wow. know, so that's yeah go ahead it just made me think of one more topic okay okay but you regret that after yep. you finally find the one yeah because you think to yourself wow i really i gave myself away there was nothing in it but sex and i just actually gave it away and it's 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 a gift it is this precious gift that God has given to a man and a woman as a husband and wife, and it should not be taken for granted. It should not be used as a way of getting what you want. You know, like we were saying earlier in the broadcast, if you do this, I'll give you some. I mean, you know, comedians use that. And I don't laugh at that because that's not how God, you know, God didn't say, if you act right, I'll let you have salvation. 
you know, he doesn't use it as a teaser. You know, you do this and here, I'll give it to you. No, it's free to all who will come in repentance and ask for forgiveness and salvation is yours. And so there, there's a lot out there. We need to make it known. And at the end, I want to share some books that I, I, um, that I have in our library that people can actually go online and look for some of these authors. Okay. There's only one part that we, uh, we didn't discuss that I want to discuss. And you brought it up by that because you talked about basically your sex drive before you get married. But once you get married, the guys still have a strong sex drive. Mm -hmm. And I feel as a woman, it was more than me, you know, it was, it was higher and right. trying to keep up and everything. But I noticed, and I don't, I don't think all cases are like this, but after a while they drop and mm -hmm. the women come up and have a strong sex drive. Right. And it, me, it kind of reverses. Yeah. And to me, I wish somebody would have told me that a long time ago because I would have had a little more grace then because I want grace now. <laughs> you know? so, so it's that balance of, you know, um, treat your spouse the way you want to be treated. You right. know what I mean? Like, like one day, if I would have known one day, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. places. And I know all marriages might not be that way. I know it's different, but you know, you hear that, you know, like it changes and it's like, wow, you know, of just that grace for each other, for the hormones and different things that's going on um, with the body. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure we share that because it's like, I wish somebody would have been like, girl, you might be the same way in, in a couple of years and have grace with him because, you know, you're going to want grace when it's your turn. You know? Right, right. Yeah. Cause our bodies change and you know, it's, 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 it's hormonal. It, it, things are happening in the hormones and um, you know, there's, there's things that maybe you could have done before you can't do now. So you get creative in how you can satisfy one another. And that's what's important is that you can satisfy one another because again, it is an incredible gift that God has given us just like salvation. And you don't want to take it for granted. You don't want it to, you don't want to say, oh, I've been saved for so long and you know, what else? No, it's a gift and not everyone has received the gift. So cherish it. Okay. You know? so what are the books you have? Okay, now there's one book that I have, I think I put it away. It is, it's called um, Sheet Music by Kevin Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N, and it's online. And a lot of these books you can, um, you can download for free now because they've been out for a while. This one is Sexual Integrity by Edwin Lewis Cole, A Sexual Revolution called purity for those um, that are not married and they they're struggling with their purity and they want to stay pure they want to stay a virgin until marriage um this is a good book and this is the five love needs of men and women um by dr gary and Bar barbara rossberg america's family coaches share new research that may surprise you and change the way you experience your marriage now, is that different than the five love languages? 
yeah yeah this is a this yeah this is a total different book this has nothing and the five love languages i'm glad you brought that up linda because that is an excellent book because some people say well i do this for my wife and she doesn't seem to be that excited about it well maybe that's not her love language maybe her love language is flowers and you're giving her diamonds and pearls and you're taking her to eat at a fine restaurant. And what she wants is just to have you whisper to her, baby, you look so good. Mm-hmm. You know, I really like that dress on you. That might be her love language. So this is um, the five love needs of men and women. So this is um, Dr. Gary and Barbara Rosberg. And then this one is called Intended for Pleasure. And his his last name is Wheat. And I'm trying to think of, okay, Ed Wheat. Yeah, he's a, he's a medical professional. So there's a lot of good books out there. Um, if anybody wants more information, I mean, like I said, we have a library because we do um, premarital coaching. And so... Uh, that's a subject that comes up a lot. So um, if anybody wants any more information, I'd be happy to to give them that information. And if they need, if they want conversation or coaching or whatever, I'm here. <laughs> Do you want to give them your phone number? Uh, I, I would rather they not call me on my phone. They can get me on my email. They can contact me that way. And that's Kathy.flowers at relationships, which is plural, CA, standing for California, dot O-R-G. Okay. They can get me that way. Or they can go, they can even go to our website for Family Life Institute. And of course, oh, here it is https family okay just go to family life institute <laughs> ie <laughs> or inland in inland empire family life institute they'll find us that way too okay yeah well i really appreciate your time of uh, taking the time to talk and share your knowledge of being married 50 years and the experience that you have and to bring it down so we can take it to the next generation. So I really appreciate your time. And then- Thank you for um, having me. It was fun. (laughs) I wasn't sure where we were going with this, but it was fun. (laughs) So, and I just wanted to everybody, thank you for listening and look forward for more. Have a nice day. All right. Talk to you later, Linda. Thank you.